0: Hello, and welcome to the Nef Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. All right, we are here with the walls, Ashley and Josh Wall, and uh, we've got Tom here and Gary. Gary was late. Let the record be set. He was late. <laughs> and this Tucker, Tucker the dog? Tucker yes, the Tucker's dog. the guard dog. He the was, guard was so dog ferocious. Rolled over and let me scratch his tummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so boys, uh, you'll be fine toilet paper in because the walls. If they house. Don't let yeah. People know that. yeah, Tucker. <laughs> he, he, just wants, he just wants to play. I <laughs> uh, love it. I love it. Well, it's good to be here. Um, excited. We're, we're, we love doing these. Um, it's fun to be in this home. Tell us a little bit about this home because that this is a rarity in this neighborhood. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say it's probably different than most. A lot of the homes you've been in. So this is my grandparents' home, Steve and Ruby Richards.
0: Um, they built it, right?
1: They did build it. I, and I don't know, my mom would be better at this, but I think it was like 50 or 52.
2: I think they started in 48 and, finished and I think it, in 50. it was finished by
0: 50.
1: And I don't know if it, I think the barn was the first house. My mom was born in this. My mom was born in 50. So yeah. I think she was born in this house or they moved in shortly after she was born mm-hmm. and, uh, they wanted my grandpa to build a house here because he worked he owned ground furniture and Mm -hmm. they thought he'd build a big beautiful show home and decorate it amazingly and he my grandpa was the king of a deal he loved a deal and so he said I'll I you know I want to be there I want to do this but he said I need you to throw in the lot that way and the lot that way and he worked a deal so he ended up with that lot there this one and this one and then there's a bit of property behind it as well but anyway they built the home and it was fairly modest i mean it was a nice home but i don't think it was quite what they expected him to build because he was very frugal and very smart with his money so (laughs) but they built this and actually the original home ended here
0: that's all an add-on
1: and the basement's an add-on so it was pretty small um but homes were smaller yeah they were um but it's we haven't done a lot to it this is the original carpet this, well, up. these are both my grandparents, yeah, you know, some of the furniture is my grandparents. It's just kind of a, fun. yeah. So how different. long have you lived here? We moved here, what did we decide? We were talking about it the other day, seven and a half years ago. It was like February, seven about seven and a half years ago. Oh,
0: okay. So it hasn't been that long. No, the same time we down. moved in.
1: Yeah, I think it was similar to when you moved in. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so you, before that, where were you living? Heber. That was, okay. That was it and we'll get to that
1: yeah awesome yeah, we were in heber we moved here from heber city so
0: well josh let's start with you tell tell everybody a little bit about uh, where you're from growing up school stuff like that
2: so i was born mm-hmm. in salt lake and um i li- we used to live out by draper mm-hmm. out on like the draper sandy city line back in the day back when draper was all fields and mm-hmm. we rode our dirt bikes through draper and out on the corner canyon and why didn't you buy, buy some of that maker. property back then? Yeah, we should have bought it all in hindsight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's always the case, but uh, that's where I lived until I was um, 11 years old. And then when I was 11, it was the, that would have been like 85, and the economy kind of slowed down in Utah, and my dad took a job in Las Vegas. And I went to Las Vegas, went to junior high and high school in Las Vegas, 6th through 12th grade in Las Vegas. Which high school in Las Vegas? I went to Clark High School, Clark. which is way better than Bonanza. <laughs> Okay, um, or any of the other schools there really, but mostly Bonanza. That's better <laughs> than. Did you play any sports in high school, or? Yeah, I I played football and baseball and wrestled in high school. All
0: right. Which which one was your favorite? Ooh,
2: you know, I I really enjoyed baseball. I think was the funnest one to play. Mm-hmm. Just um, you know, it was like hanging out and kicking around a little bit, and it was a lot of fun to play. But were you this size in high school? No. Okay. No, I was this size. Height-wise, I was about 6'2 in high school. And you weighed, soaking wet. I wrestled 140s. 140s. <laughs> yeah. So I was long and little back then. I was built like Isaac. My, I was going to
0: say, you, you can usually tell by your boys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my Mini family's knees. built more like Ethan, but and I've kind of ended up being built more like Ethan, but uh, I looked more like Isaac when I was a kid until I was... It was funny, I you know, growing up males we you know continue to grow well into our you know early 20s sometimes it wasn't mm-hmm. until i came home from a mission that i really had caught on all my coordination and everything i think as a yeah as a teenager in high school i was still struggling with coordination and things like that
0: well, so you do your teenage years in vegas uh and then go uh, go on a mission from there uh yeah i went to southern utah university southern utah um, first,
2: to school for a couple of semesters and then i went on a mission um and mission experience was a was a different one too i was called to go to santiago chile north i believe i'd have to look at the mission call because it's been so long
0: that was back when south america was just really starting to get going yeah
2: yeah argentina and chile brazil were just kind of getting rolling but a lot of momentum they were growing fast
0: yeah um
2: that would have been like 94 95 yeah um i was called to go to argentina or to chile my brother went to argentina But in the MTC, I got pneumonia in the MTC in like July, which you don't get pneumonia in July, but I did. Um, So they actually, I got a call from the mission department one day at the MTC and they changed my call to Arizona. So I went to the Tempe, Arizona mission, which was almost like Argentina, except for not at all. Oh,
0: Chile. Or Chile. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Except for Chile. Yeah. I never made it to either. I've still never been to South America. So yeah. (laughs) Salt Lake North, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) <laughs> so that was kind of a different one. Um, but I ended up serving in the Arizona Tempe mission.
0: Well, and that area is blown up with, obviously, back then, that was a big LDS, and it still is, right? Yeah, there's still quite a few LDS. But the people there used
2: to tell us to go back to Mesa, Yeah, which was kind of funny because, you know, if you were from Utah and you get told to go back to Mesa, the first couple of times I heard that, I was like, what are they even talking about? Yeah. And then so it was like, well, they have a temple there. They think that's where the church is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I get it.
0: Did you keep it Spanish?
2: Yeah, yeah, I spoke Spanish on my mission. Um, I still speak Spanish quite a bit. Um so I've kind of maintained that and if anything gotten quite a bit better at it over the years. Yeah. So
0: So uh how much uh did you did you love your mission? Did you did you I mean did it take a while to get going or
2: but yeah. I mean I think like everyone, I mean it was a, a series of struggles. Um You know, and really, I don't think you really ever felt like the struggle stopped. It was always something that you were struggling with. But when you look back in hindsight, there was, like, you can see the, the, you know, the steps and the progress that you'd made, and it was really rewarding. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I certainly feel like a mission is a challenge, but it's a, you know, I I would liken it probably to, like, having kids. Like, it's a very challenging thing that you do in your life, but it's also a very rewarding thing that you do in life.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So you want a mission, you come back, and then did you go back to southern Utah?
2: Um, yeah. So went back to Southern Utah for a little bit.
1: Did you?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went back to Southern Utah for only like a semester. And I was I really felt like I wanted to work. Mm-hmm. And Cedar City in those days was quite a bit smaller than it is now, and there just weren't a lot of opportunities to and it's work. It's
0: still pretty small. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to, you know, get through school, make some money, start a career. It really just felt like I wanted a job. Um, and there wasn't a lot of opportunity there for that. So I came back to uh, Utah. My parents um, had moved from Las Vegas to Alpine mm-hmm. while I was on my mission, but I found them. They
0: didn't tell me. There was no Google back no, then. <laughs> but yeah,
2: I'm pretty good at that stuff. So I figured out where they were. and then I So I came back here, and then I started at the University of Utah.
1: Okay,
2: um, That would have been like 95 or something
1: 95.
2: at that point. So I did like... I think I did a total of like three semesters at Southern Utah University before I transferred to the U.
0: Did you finish the, at the U? and? No, I didn't finish at the U. So you're like me.
2: Just yeah. I didn't, school hopping. I didn't finish <laughs> yeah. at the U. I ended up finishing. So I, I was going to the U. We got married. I met Ashley at the U. That was the best thing that came out of the U well, for me. You went. Yeah. I mean, I know why I was there. <laughs> yeah. um, I met Ashley there, and then uh, we got married, bought a home. And I was working, um, and that was kind of, I I don't know, I always felt like I needed to be working, but I was working full-time and going to school part-time, and it was just really hard to get the classes that I needed at the U. They had, like, you know, you have to take this business course, but it's only offered from, you know, 10 to noon, you know, Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was like, who can do that schedule? That's terrible. Yeah. Um, So I ended up finishing my degree at Westminster College, where I could go to school at night and get the classes that I needed and stuff. What was your degree? I have an accounting degree.
0: Accounting? Yeah. Man, that That's matched up account. real well with your career.
1: Surprise! Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I married an accountant.
0: <laughs> All right, actually, let's let's hear
1: it now.
2: Let's hear it. <laughs> the so, number the numbers are easy. You know how you end up getting a degree in school, or at least how I did is it was like they said, "Well, if you take three more accounting it's classes, you'll give you a degree." And I'm like, "Yeah,
0: <laughs> sold." You know, <laughs> kind I of love that. It up. I love that. All right, Ashley, what about you? Uh, you know, you can't assume everybody that's listening to this is going to know your connection. So let it rip.
1: Okay. (laughs) I, um, I grew up in Salt Lake, have really never lived anywhere else. I grew up in Sugar House. My parents had a home on Stratford Avenue and on the ABC streets, the Alden, Beverly, Chadwick. We were on the corner of Stratford and Beverly. Um, great house, loved being there. Um, and Then, because my grandpa had these other lots, um, one of them, my mom was able to, to get from him and, um, they built a home, they built the home next door. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents are Doug and Becky Stoker. For those that don't know, but and the, well, a lot of people don't not know active, that because right? they <laughs> they have callings at the <laughs> primary children's hospital, so a lot of the newer families don't know don't know my parents, but yeah, um,
2: they did a podcast.
0: So.
1: Yeah, they did the first. They, they did, podcast did the first podcast. number one. Yeah, so you can thank go back you. and listen. And
0: thank you, thank you, we owe them. them. They they had the the gumption and the, the the willingness to say yes. So to thank do the you, first yeah, one. yeah.
1: So they built that home um, when I was a junior. In high school, I was I went to Highland High, um, and Brigham and I. Brigham, my younger brother, is only 18 months younger than I am, so we both were kind of deep into school at Highland, so we stayed there. So I graduated from Highland, even though we moved up here. But it was kind of fun because I had friends there, and then got to know a lot of the um, friends here. And then Sarah Stoll. I don't know if anyone knows the Stoles, John and. Um, Alice is Alice is my aunt, and Sarah and I are a day apart. Sarah Stoll and I, so we were best friends. So I was up here a lot, whether I was here at Grandma's house or at the Stoles home. I was here probably most weekends at one of these two houses. Did you mind the move? No, I mean this feels like home to me. All of, three of yeah. these, even when I go to the Casells now, I love being in their home because I have so many fun so memories this there. Here? This yeah. was the Stoles oh, the Casells, nice and uh-huh, yeah. the Casells bought that home yeah. from them. So. Um... Anyway, graduated from Highland and started right at the U. And I met, Josh and I met my first year. It was winter semester, I think. And we were in a general architecture class, like huge, 300 people, big class. So um, we met.
0: How did he make his move? Yeah, you know, well, story, so. it's actually
1: a better story mm-hmm. when he, t- okay. when he okay. tells <laughs> it. Let's hear it. You they're good.
2: <laughs> the, the good parts version yeah <laughs> this is the princess Bride, the good parts version All right. so uh intro to architecture it's one of those it's dark in there and everything's on the big projector at the end of the theater it's in the the arts building yeah. i believe um at the u so and the, uh we were, yeah,
1: we were both just taking yeah, it as like, and like mood a
2: lighting and everything yeah intro architecture
1: and class
2: and so you go in there and like i mean it was such a big room that you really didn't even know where you were you'd go in there and the lights were dim and the you know, topic of the day was on the board or whatever. So you just go in and find a seat and sit down. I ended up, I kind of sat in the same area all the time. And one day I was sitting there and, um, I'd seen Ashley a few times cause she kind of sat in that same area. And then I don't remember, there was this some conversation going on and it was kind of annoying because they were. I think they were sitting right behind me, and so I kind of turned around and interjected a little bit, just kind of hoping to.
1: He made kind of a snide comment, and it made me giggle. I don't Wait, even remember Josh? what he said. Snide oh, yeah, comment?
2: can you imagine? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so I kind of, kind of laughed, but he waited until the last week of class. Yeah. To ask me out, because then he thought, well, if I don't ever see her again, or she's yeah, crazy or right. it doesn't work out, then I never have to yeah. see her again. was an
0: easy out. Here. Is that how <laughs> you thought through it? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was that like, is, that is exactly yeah, there's, you yeah.
2: it's that accounting, you know, like upside downside, like what are, what, what's the cost benefit analysis here? Where do, where do we end up? You know, His sister. Tells <laughs> if, if I invest is. a lot in this, then, you know, I could end up doing some damage. But, you know, with the last week of class, it's like, I could never so see. So was very, like,
1: thought out. She, she said he saw me and kind of watched me for several weeks <laughs> and then was like, well, I'll just wait. And he asked me out. There were literally like two or three days of class left when he asked me out.
0: Did you ever talk?
1: No, well, I mean, we didn't. We went out. He. Oh, he, he no, there. I didn't. Not maybe a
2: high or something, but you know, not really. we it didn't. It was really just out of the blue.
1: See, he's just like, hey, you want to go to lunch?
2: Yeah, can <laughs> I take your like, lunch?
1: Sure. so, Which then, is how
2: they do it these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know how they do it these days. You
1: know, no cell phones, no anything that way. I'll meet you in the parking lot of the. Was it the. Where do they play basketball? I think there? I
0: picked you up by the event center. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I'll I'll think you nowadays
0: you're asking for like a snap handle yeah, or? Yeah. yeah. I don't know something like that. I don't know yeah. how it works. Yeah, so I
2: don't. Know. I don't snap we anything. We went to or, lunch, you
1: know, and he didn't. Think it was funny. Well, yeah, and on the first date, so though, I picked
2: her up. I picked her up for lunch in my car. I bought this used car because I I had a truck, but I didn't want to drive my truck because you know you don't. He was
1: driving from Alpine, truck. so he so was getting so tons I, of money. I
2: bought this Ford Aspire. Which Tyler, if you know, was beautiful. It was beautiful. What color was it? Red. Red. Yep. Bright red. (laughs) But you could turn on the fan, and it it didn't have air conditioning. But you could turn on the fan, Mm -hmm. and it would like slow the motor. So if you're going downhill and you needed some engine braking, Mm -hmm. you just turn on the fan, and the drop (laughs) of the alternator would slow it down. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, And if you needed more speed, you could turn it off. And how about that sound system? Tell us about the sound system. (laughs) So mine had no stereo in it. But I will tell you this, Ford was too cheap not to put the speakers in it. So they put the speakers and the wiring harness was all in there for the sound system, yep. even though it didn't have the system. So I just knocked the thing out and wired, wired, up. wired
0: up An Alpine?
2: Uh, you know, I don't I think Kenwood? No, I think it was the uh I think it was the Toyota deck out of my Toyota truck okay. that had the
0: Alpine or Kenwood in it. Yeah. Okay. So it was so nice. I'm putting two and two together and Ashley's like, wait a minute. He's well, the, very frugal, like my grandpa. Well, the car polite,
1: smelled like cigarette smoke. Yeah, it was like, a used car. so bad. And, you know, we hadn't talked. So I'm meeting him in this parking lot, and I like open his car door, and I think, oh, my gosh. Is smoker. this guy a smoker? Like, I knew nothing about him.
2: I think I had a beard then, too, because I came home from a mission and just gave up. Yeah, he anything. had a
1: beard at that point, I think. I don't, I don't remember. You were on and off when we first met. Anyway, so it was kind of when I got in the car, I was thinking, what have I done?
0: We must have been really funny.
1: But he didn't talk at all. We went to TGI Fridays, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore most Cauntlet. places. Um Foothill because so, we were yeah. at the U. Okay. And it was close. Okay. And I worked right across the street and he had to head home anyway. And he did not talk at all our first date. And I was just talking and talking and talking right? and trying to trying to keep the conversation going. And he didn't say anything. He just sat and
0: nodded.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, so this whole, this He's whole just first nodding date, right now. this Thank whole first know. date, I was like, this is a wreck. I know nothing about this guy, and he doesn't talk, and, but.
0: You sure good luck. So when you talk to your friends, you're like,
1: <laughs> No, I mean, it was fine, you know, and then we, I don't, I don't remember how long after that it was that you asked me. We went out with some of his friends, and.
2: I think I got a phone number on that date. That was just like, you know, go to lunch, mm-hmm. public place, you know. Yeah. Again, no baggage, yeah. I can end this and never see her again. Or it's get a phone number and so then we don't ever romantic. have to talk. <laughs> but Ashley gets nervous and she talks. Yeah, they start talking.
1: Um, that second date, he did a little bit. Yeah, we talked more and more. Yeah, and I think we still had a couple of days of class left, and so we kind of sat by each other and got to know each other a little bit better that way. Anyway.
2: so well, We st- we started going out and we, we dated pretty pretty serious for quite a while. So Yeah,
1: yeah we did so
2: that is too good
1: yeah pretty funny <laughs> <It's too
2: good. laughs> so you might get something out of intro to architecture if you play your cards right <laughs> yeah, what were you doing there
1: it was just a general ed okay. class i think it was for you too yeah
2: i
0: think i was just, we
1: just it just fulfilled an art requirement so um
0: so did okay so did you finish uh so no. I did graduated you at the U. Okay, you graduated in uh-huh. what?
1: Family Consumer Studies. Family?
0: Wait a minute. Family Whoa, Consumer Whoa, we got to unpack studies.
1: this. <laughs> family Consumer Not Studies.
0: What is this?
1: It's like basically study of humans, like children and families, like the family unit.
0: So you know how to raise kids. Well, that's
1: what I wanted to do. I didn't want to work. Like I there's actually want a degree a class to, to raise yes, kids. It's kind of and like it wasn't an an going to old be, degree at the U. I just I was working for my dad at the time. Um, okay. Actually, maybe not at the time. But I've always kind of worked. Like I you worked were probably for,
2: working for Doctor Stoll.
1: Yeah, I worked for my uncle in his dentist office, mm-hmm. and then I worked for my dad until we had kids. So I've always kind of done office management, yep. but I didn't want a career. I wanted to be a mom, and I wanted to stay home, but I wanted a degree. So I thought, well, I can use this and use it to raise my family. And So, so tell
0: everybody about your family. Kid, how many kids and how old they are and where they're at?
1: Four kids. Um, two girls and two boys. Our oldest is Isabel, um, and she's a... UVU. She just got home from her mission. She served a mission in Kansas and got home in July and just she's a freshman at UVU. She's awesome. She's
0: she is. Is she an
1: outstanding.
2: Must have yeah. been a good class well, you took. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> hope, she paid attention. <laughs> I got credit.
1: And then we have Emma and she just graduated from Skyline last year and she's at BYU. So I've got two a Provo uh, awesome, in Provo. Yeah. And then we've got two boys, Isaac, who's a freshman at Olympus. And oh, he
0: decided to go to Olympus. He's at Olympus. I did not know that.
1: Our boys were in the dual immersion program when we lived in Heber. And so when we moved oh. here, the Spanish dual immersion program. And I really wanted them to continue that. Mm-hmm. So I took them down to William Penn. And then they went to Evergreen. And Isaac has a really good group of friends at Olympus. So he decided to stay there. But then Ethan, our youngest, really wanted to be at Churchill. Because he loves the boys. his There's such a good group of boys. His age in this ward and in this area, mm-hmm. he's been begging for, like, two years. So he transferred, and we, he'll go to Skyline. So oh, we'll have he? one at Olympus. He is...
2: Isaac Or Ethan will turn 13 on is the... 13. He 13. Oh, he is
1: 13. 13. Uh-huh.
2: Isaac will turn 15 on the 26th. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's 13 and 15. They're two years apart. Yep. But Isaac really ran into the same thing at Evergreen. Yeah, he has he, a good... He ran into just a great group of boys, and they play Perfect. soccer and football and basketball together. They do, and and they're all just like great parents, great kids, um, and it's really been a good association for them that. too. So That's such an important part of yeah. their and, lives. Yeah, we talked about it, and, you know, you should talk to them. You know, it's, basically, I told him if I was in your situation, I probably would want to go to Olympus too. I mean, it makes sense for you, and Ethan, the same thing. If I was in your situation, I'd probably want to go to Skyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we probably will end up with two boys two years apart at two different high schools that are rivals. And we Quite can write root for, we, and yeah. we can
0: for either one, really, yeah, so it's pretty good. We, never do, win. we don't have any yeah, baggage either, exactly. so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's true. Yeah. That's true, because your high school was down in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I
1: was at Highland, so.
0: So what do you guys do for fun? Fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time
2: <laughs> <laughs> since we did a whole fun.
1: We, a lot of our downtime and extra time is spent at Lake Powell. Um my family's gone there my whole life. I've been You're there probably every now. year of my whole life. And so to me, that's like one of my very favorite places in the whole world. So my parents go for a week. And then Josh has a sister who feels the same way and loves it and has us. We get to go with her a couple of times. We end up down there four or five weeks out of every year. Well, that's <laughs> more than me. It's a lot. It's a lot. And sometimes we look at each other and think, this is maybe too much. But then when we get down there, it's just... So-
0: Do your kids love it as much as mine? Yes. Like, that was the one thing when Abigail came, like, on her mission. She was like... I have to miss Lake Powell. Yeah, that was the big... Well, that's Emma's
1: talking already. She's like, I'm going to miss two years of Lake Powell because she's going to go in the spring. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah, so... It's it's funny because I
2: remember when I was a kid, a missionary, missionaries talked about missing Christmas. Mm -hmm. And our kids have all talked about missing Lake Powell. Missing Lake Powell. Yeah. So
0: Are you the air chair...
1: Yeah, yeah, I ride the He's air the chair. He's the one
2: that can ride it. I can ride the air
1: chair. We bar- I'm not A good at it, but bar- oh, yeah. so I always I've, come
2: by and get the air I've chair. I've rode yeah. your air chair several times. Yeah. We, actually okay. on yeah. we actually have one on the houseboat down there now.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah,
2: you bar in it. Yeah. But it's, they're pretty twitchy, and I'm not, harder. Harder. and I'm getting old. And <laughs> I found yeah. that I careful. I don't crash as well as I used to. <laughs> so
1: So we do funny. that in the summer. What do you? Th- what else do we We like to cross-country ski in the winter. We don't get to do it as much as we like, but just up Mill Creek, it's so close. and easy to run up there and do
2: Maybe that. you
1: so. far? Yeah. And that was to say Josh.
2: That's most of my free time is spent working, really. I mean, I spend a ton of time on projects and
0: Let's talk about your your profession and okay. and how that all ties in.
2: I don't know if it does tie in. Um so out of school, I went into oh, I worked in finance. Okay. Um I was a registered representative and got my um trading licenses and stuff for stocks and mutual funds and options and started doing that stuff and I worked for I worked for Fidelity Investments for a while and then I w- went to work for Bank One Securities um, I don't see you Chase in that now. world no and I you know what I didn't like it it was so I think I have a little bit of ADD in fact I'm pretty sure I have some ADD um, but I just don't focus that well I really like to do I mean I get really into what I'm doing but I want to do it quickly and be done with it. And I got kind of bored actually with the stock market, which sounds kind of crazy when you say it out loud, but it just didn't like doing the same thing every day or going to the same place to work every day. Um, I was like 27 years old and had like nine registered representatives work for me. And we were, we controlled, I don't know, $10 million or something that we had invested or we were doing pretty good, uh, making good money. And I just got bored. Um, And I actually, I was finishing my degree because I'd done all that while I was going to school. Mm -hmm. So I finished my degree in 2000, which was seven years after I had graduated from high school. Um, I was on the seven-year plan. Mm -hmm. But that's what happens when you work and get married and buy a house and Mm -hmm. have a job. (laughs) But um, I'd just finished my degree, and I actually saw a posting at school where they were looking for professionals to go into law enforcement, people with degrees to go into law enforcement. And I thought, well, that wouldn't be boring. Um, No. And so that's what I did. I actually um, went into a federally funded program to put college-educated people into law enforcement. Wow. So,
0: yeah. So that starts working for who? Well, so I
2: went through, like, a six-month, like, live-in academy training that was put on by the federal government. And it was pretty intense, like... um, you know, military cadet mm-hmm. type, mm-hmm. boot camp type thing. Did that for right up until Isabel was born, really.
1: Graduated the week before Izzy was born.
2: Actually, she was born the week before I graduated. That's right. That's right. Um, but I graduated from there. And then you really, from there, you could go to work a lot of different places. Um, and we were pretty highly recruited because um, I think the I think the Fed was funding part of our salaries through the, departments too so mm-hmm. departments were getting a pretty good deal they were getting you know an educated trained certified ready to go at a bargain so
0: yeah
2: really could have gone about anywhere in the state at that point but i went to work for the highway patrol then um that's where i i know mike from
0: were you on the SWAT team there with mike or that's no i didn't
2: do SWAT with the highway patrol yeah. i was only with the highway patrol for like four or five years um i worked here in salt lake and then i transferred up to what, Section 7, which was Summit, Wasatch, so and, moved moved to Heber. Heber. and then we had Rich County for a while, and we moved to Heber, um, I mean, probably,
1: it was, uh, like, 2002 or 2000
2: yeah, 2003, because Izzy was, like,
1: a year and a half old, yeah. I think.
2: We moved up to Heber, and I worked up there for a couple of years for the Highway Patrol, but, A, the Highway Patrol is kind of tough, because, I mean, if you really want to get ahead with the Highway Patrol, you have to move to, like, Mexican Hat, or, in yeah. uh, the middle of nowhere, because the, the wages are paid the same whether you live in Park City or Davis County or Mexican Hat or, you know, Hanksville. So you can – really, the way to get ahead with the highway patrol is to live out in the middle of nowhere and right. make a pretty good living if you're going to live Cost in b- – Cost living. Yeah, Bountiful or, mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know – Park City. I think you can keep the drug at this, but can you keep the drug money
2: down there? <laughs> if you if you do it right. <laughs> no, that's, that's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that money be in that apparently. <laughs> so um yeah, I worked for them for almost I think it was four and a half years or something like that. And then I went to work for the Summit County Sheriff's Office. They just were a really progressive agency that was doing some really cool things. I knew a bunch of the guys there from working with them. Um, they were, you know, like by the book, doing it right. Good group of people, bringing in good people from all over the state, and so I applied there, and uh, they hired me a couple months later. So.
0: So you spent how many years with Summit County? Oh, uh, the rest of twenty.
2: Okay. So.
0: Yeah.
2: What I, I think I'd done four and a half, so I did 16. 16 and a half or something, or fifteen, 15 and a half. Yeah, yeah with Summit County.
0: So you retired from.
2: Yes, yeah, so I retired. I retired from law enforcement in January. I think December thirty first was my last day, and January first was my first day.
0: So, was that hard on you him him go out and
1: being an officer?
0: No, being a wife of an officer.
1: Um, yeah, I mean it's it's
0: with his SWAT outfit on.
1: You know, I didn't so much worry about I didn't so much worry about his safety. He's a, an amazing shot. <laughs> when he was slot he was sniper and so i was wow. he wasn't ever like okay. breaking down the doors or anything that way he Smart. was kind of <laughs>
2: Get on some doors <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway i didn't i was never really worried about his safety when he was an officer it's just a hard it's just a hard world mm-hmm, yeah. um so it's just you know just more just worried about him and us and you know that's more it, it was but we did okay um
2: it was rough. I think you know I worked a lot of crazy shifts, and then I only worked. I only worked for the sheriff's office. So the last couple of years, I was with the state. I did investigations at the state, and then when I went to the sheriff's office, I was only on the road there for about a year, and then I went into investigations again.
1: Yeah, he wasn't on the road a lot.
2: I probably of twenty years. I probably put fifteen plus in in investigations. Yeah, he did mostly um, investigations. Just in you know some more using of that
1: your brain. Side.
2: yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah i you know you like that he's good at it yeah i i like thinking
0: evil i guess how do they how do like this? a criminal yes. yeah somewhat <laughs> huh. yeah. so then okay so you retire that and then we talked about buying a farm yeah yeah so i bought a farm well so we ended up moving
2: back down here just kind of on a It was just kind of a crazy situation, but we ended up moving back down here and we just had money just sitting on cash. You loved Heber. Because we didn't own a home at the Mm -hmm. time. I think I
1: loved it more than he did. It was getting too big for him. We liked it. We
2: (laughs) loved Heber. I used to get Ashley to skip school with me sometimes and take her fishing in Heber. When we were in college. When we were in college. I always said if I could move to Heber, I would. But then Heber got two stoplights and uh, I was like, it's it's time to get out of here. Yeah. But it, it grew a lot while we were there. Um, but it was a great place to live and a great yeah. place to grow up. And we, had some, we have some awesome friends there. Um,
1: yeah, and had Gary's yeah, we know, sister-in-law we know Gary's, and mother-in-law. And, your mother-in-law. Yeah, and yeah. usually had one of them in our ward. They yeah. were, we love, love, There were seeing like
0: 1,500 people when we moved up there.
2: When you lived there, yeah. And I don't know how many there were
1: mm-hmm.
2: when we moved there, but there were probably at least twice as many we when we moved out. Yeah. So it, it just grew really fast, and it's a great area, but um, I really like a small town. So. so did you buy the farm back up there? or So when we moved down here, we were sitting on cash because we'd sold our place. Yeah. yeah, So we had a farm in Heber, too, a smaller place, but we had some acreage there. And then when we sold that, we moved down here, and our plan was that we would just kind of sit on the money and you know see what happened. Well, the real estate market, as you all know, has just gone crazy over the last seven or eight years. So after... It was only probably a year, year, year and a half of watching the real estate kind of take off. I said, I think we should probably put our money into real estate if we want to get back in at some point. So that's when we bought the farm. Where's that? at? Uh, it's just outside of Preston, Idaho, just like North Cache Valley. Dayton, is that Dayton, is Preston Idaho. right
0: past Bear Lake? Is it?
2: Uh, that's Montpelier. So, yeah, that's that's on just side. on the north end of Bear Lake, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's basically on the Logan side. So if you come through Logan and go up through Smithfield, then, it's not that far. You
2: know. No, it's it's a, almost like two hours door to door from here to there. Yeah. So do you have a little farm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, we have fun. yeah we have 25 acres there, um, which sounds like a big piece of property until you the neighbors have I don't know. So our our farm is surrounded on three sides by the church farm, mm. and. Uh, the presiding bishopric there has I don't know how many thousands of acres, but they're good neighbors.
0: Alfalfa or just grass.
2: We had wheat this year. Um, we're kind of in rotation. We usually grow alfalfa, but we grew wheat this year.
1: And then Josh is remodeling. There's a house up there, so he's just goes up out there on the weekends and remodels. And Josh is really good with his hands. I love that. So good, you yeah. know. So yeah, he's up there and remodeling the house up there as well. So.
0: So that's keeping you busy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yep. did you move up there? Is that, the, is that what you're thinking about? No, that's not what we do. That's not what we're thinking. No, we don't do. No, no. Uh, so I'm a member
2: of Joshwood. Josh
1: would.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should just move I'm, up.
2: I'm in the Clifton first Ward too.
1: Josh is a resident of Idaho, actually. Okay. <laughs> so I
2: live there, and then Josh. I work here during the week. That's why I'm, I'm not here a lot on weekends. Because he's I'm, usually there. I'm usually there. Um, I work here during the week, and then I'm back there.
1: Ideally, it would be good to have both and just be able to go back and forth because it's a great place. It's a great place to go, and it's there's it's beautiful and relaxing. And yeah, I think we'll get our kids through school and then just see where we're at. And but stay free. We'll see what happens. Options. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I like it. It Keeps me sane.
0: Yeah. Well, shifting gears a little bit, um, we're going to talk a little bit about. uh, We'll start with you, Ashley. um, Kind of your spiritual journey um, and you know, what that looks like for you, you you know, gaining your testimony uh, and, you know, how that came to be and, you know, why you believe what you do. Tell us more about that.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know. I was raised in the church, have very strong family, um, extended family to kind of have just this, I, I never really questioned it. it we just, what we did, we went to, went to church and did all those things. My parents were always good about doing all the things, you know, the family home evening and all of those things. It was like well, we actually used to call a family home evening forced family fun <laughs> in, in our home because you were not allowed to do anything else on Mondays. It was family home evening. It was forced kind of the family forced fun. family fun is what my brother and I he probably he probably coined it. I have one brother. There's six of us, and my brother's in the middle. And so he was kind of the um Anyway, he probably coined it and we all (laughs) jumped on that. But so I had a really good base, a really good foundation, a really good platform. And I actually probably coasted on that for a long time, Mm -hmm. a long time. Didn't really, I didn't serve a mission, you know, and didn't have experiences that way. But I didn't really question. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say over the years, the thing that probably has helped me build and grow my testimony is, and I'm a crier, so I'm probably going to cry, but is people, um, you know, whether it's, I mean, Bishop Workman was my bishop in this ward when we were growing up, and he, I, you know, bore my testimony about this once when I saw him, like my heart just, you know, expanded, and he was such a great person, and serving in callings with certain people, um, I just believe that the Lord puts people in your life that you need. Um, and I've learned a lot from a lot of people in my life, whether I've served them or have they've served me or my children or Josh has helped me to see things in a different way. So I really feel like as I've gone through life and, you know, had hard things or um, questions, I've had people that have been placed in my life that have helped me answer those questions and move forward. So I'm just grateful for the Lord's hand and knowing who I need in my life at that time Um and that's kind of helped me to to grow my testimony and to to um, build on on that foundation that I had.
0: And now you're trying to be that person to others.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you you try, and it's hard. But I think, and I, I just think, yeah, if you can just be aware of, I think when you serve other people and you, you try to put yourself in their shoes, or it's a lot easier to to love them and and understand. You know, just think, no, you don't, when you walk into a room, you don't know what anybody is dealing with. Um, and I, I've really tried to learn that empathy and just to, to love people. And, and I just think, I, I don't know. I don't right. know if that makes sense. Well, you're but really good at it. Well, thank you. You're, good. Yeah. <laughs> thank you're really you. good at it.
0: There's no doubt. And right now, your calling is the young women's president. Yeah. And uh, what, uh, how's that going? And tell us about your calling and working with the young women.
1: It's good. The young women are so awesome. It's so fun to be with them. Um, and again, I have amazing counselors and people that are helping me to do that. Because you can't do it alone, um, you know, and you have all these different people that are helping you do that. But these girls are so, they're so strong and they're so amazing and it's so cool the way that they are having the youth teach and lead now Mm -hmm. because they have so much to offer and i learned so much from them um so it's really great to watch these girls grow in the gospel and to teach teach their leaders um
0: isn't it something to watch them teach the class and you're just like
1: amazing
0: man i don't think i could have done that at that age
1: no no it's so inspired actually i was actually in a stake young woman's presidency when the original, when the Come Follow Me was launched. And so we were involved in a lot of training and it was exciting to see it. But I, you know, I remember thinking, I don't, I don't know. It was hard to make that mm-hmm. shift um to having, having the youth and to lead it more like a discussion. And it's so great to sit in these classes and have these discussions with these girls. Cause it's not, they don't just stand up there and teach. Like when we were young, you know, and you had a teacher just teaching, it really is an open discussion and it's this amazing, cool, safe place where these girls can share with each other. And um, I'm just so grateful that I get to watch it and be a part of it and you know, try to help.
0: Well, you're doing a fabulous job. Well, thank it's you. It's awesome. Well, we've and, got great uh, youth. There's so. no doubt. No, this is a magical ward. It is. A magical neighborhood.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I couldn't uh, be happier moving into here. I didn't know what I was getting into, yeah. but what a great it's ward. pretty awesome. I know all my daughters talk about their young women's leaders, and even are they're, they're as old as you.
1: Yeah.
0: They
2: still talk about Great times yeah. with their young women's leaders. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember a lot of mine too. I mean, a lot of them are women that were in this ward that you know, it, I think leaders can yeah. make a big difference. Even if, as a leader, sometimes it's frustrating and hard, and you think, "Am, am I making right. a difference?" Right. And I'm planning this activity, and the girls are so busy all doing these wonderful, amazing things. But I think there's little moments, you know. It that, only
0: takes one moment.
1: Yeah, and I just think you are the that is. On to those moments, yeah, and that's yeah. all you can do is. Provide an opportunity and invite the spirit, and and I think you'll have those little. But everyone will have their moments whenever mm-hmm. it is that they need those. Yeah. So
0: was Jill Clark? Is, is Jill, uh,
1: Jill was never one of my leaders. Oh. Um, I had like Sharon Richards Sharon was Richards, the was yeah. the president when I moved in. Yeah, yeah.
0: Huh. So names from the past. Yeah. Huh? Are, are you in Kimberly? Kimberly. Kimberly. I think we decided Kim is eight. about.
1: I think she's. When what year was she born? 17th. Five. Yeah, she's two Sorry. years older.
2: You're
1: Kim. Jill yes, Kim. jill is a year I'm kind of in between there. I don't think any oh, okay. of them are my Not age. Kim is the youngest
0: Kim Jill's talks about Sharon Richards. Yeah. 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 There's some overlap there.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. she was a couple years older than I was.
0: So Josh, how about you? Let's uh let's hear your spiritual journey and and how and why you believe what you do
2: well i I think the point of the moments is is a very key thing because I think we 're all kind of holding on to those moments or those tender mercies when we've been when we 've been touched by the spirit. Um, I think you know growing up here when we lived in Utah as a kid we were we were not active um, i didn 't grow up active at all in the church until after we had left Utah actually kind of interesting we left the state to find the church. But I think when we moved to Las Vegas, I think it became one of those things where we just didn't have the associations. Um, You move into a neighborhood and, you know, it seems like in so many communities here, everybody's kind of in the same place and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, have a lot of overlap. In Las Vegas, we didn't have a lot of overlap with a lot of our neighbors, you know. Thinking the people who lived on one side of us had, you know, they were probably 20 or 30 years older than my parents. They had no kids at home. And on the other side, it was a younger couple that had, you know, in fact, I think they only had one child when we when we first met them. So we were just in a really different situation. People across the street had no kids. Um, in fact, there were, you know, of the handful of houses immediately around us, there was only mm-hmm. one of them that had a couple of kids that were nowhere near our age. So I think for just the social aspects of it and stuff, we got more involved with the church. And I think in Las Vegas, it's, it's really black or white. I think there's a lot of... Um, you know, here, I think you can kind of just go with the tide and maybe get drug along through the gray and end up okay. Sure. Um, but I think in Las Vegas, it was very black or white. And I think we, um, had to be right. Yeah. We made some associations and made some friends that, uh, you know, like everywhere I've lived, you meet people that just, um, you know, you have a develop a fondness for and a love for. And, um, we got really involved in the church and, um, my brother went on a mission from Las Vegas and I went on a mission a few years later and, between 1996 and like 2000, my brother, myself, and my two younger sisters were all married and sealed in the temple within about a four-year span, um, which from what have been 1985 to, you know, between 1985 and 2000, we'd gone from like really, I remember the bishopric showing up at the house and being like, who are these guys? Um, and we would go to church on, you know, maybe once in December and
0: uh-huh.
2: once around Easter or something. We would go to church a couple of times a year. Uh-huh. Um, but as a kid, I never really felt like we were very active in the church. We were just busy. I mean, I think we were young and my parents, my dad would travel a lot for work. And so weekends were kind of just our time to be together. We did, uh, we did Monday night football and Tuesday night fights. <laughs> um, if you remember those programs from, we'd, we'd watch boxing on Tuesdays and Monday Monday nights we'd watch football. And that was our family together time. And then we rode motorcycles and hunted and fished and did all that kind of stuff together on the weekends, but we really didn't go to church. But that, uh, our experience in Las Vegas really, I think, um, brought our family. My parents were married in the temple, but it just had, you know, kind of, um, you know, weren't super active. But we got super active. We got really involved. Um, and, you know, my
0: siblings have all gone on. They're all still married to the same people. And well, that, 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 that changed everything for you, if you think about it, right? I mean, that that changed experience, our, our your trajectory, trajectory dramatically.
2: Yeah, th- uh, and you know, you would think, you know, how are you going to move to Las Vegas and, and um,
1: find the church? You
2: yeah, get steered in the right direction. <laughs> but it's exactly what happened. be only founded Vegas, so mm-hmm. I mean. yeah, he, he sent people there, and there's yeah. still a lot of there's a lot of old Mormon families in Las Vegas that that are there, and the church is really cool there. Um, but I found the church cool in a lot of places. But yeah, it's it really is a neat place. Um and it's a place I mean my dad um hates Vegas. Um but it's a place that I still think of fondly and I still have
0: great friends there. So. Yeah, you but your your Vegas is probably not the Vegas that
1: No, most it was people, Red No, that most yeah. people see. Yeah. yeah. We still go there. We actually when people we tell people we're like, Yeah, we're taking our kids to Vegas, they're like, Why? Well, what but doing? We really love yeah. it. There's so many Amazing, beautiful places down there. Yeah. You know, I don't think our kids have been on the strip. We just go and see friends and family, and we love it there.
0: I love it. So, So you stayed strong ever since then. I mean... You've tried to talk Ashley into not going to church, but besides that... Well, yeah, I mean, besides... (laughs) That's not going to work. He's like... Yeah, she she goes to church for sure,
2: (laughs) um, and I still hunt and fish a little bit. (laughs) But, yeah, no, we've... I mean, it is really, there's, you know, experiences in my youth, experiences on my mission. um, You know, I think plain and simply, I know that my Heavenly Father knows me, um, and I know that He knows not just me, but each of us individually. And I know that he's concerned about each of us individually. I've, uh, you know, he's had experiences in my life where I've undeniably uh, had that witness to me. Um, And those experiences, you know, that's just a little bit of a simple experience that I had, but it'll be something that I'll cling to for the rest of my life. I'll never deny it. And I'll always know it. So, I mean, I I may not be there on Sunday, but I, uh, you know, I'll never deny what I know either.
0: That's uh. That is a blessing right there. A lot of people like to forget that stuff, or maybe not like, but they do forget.
2: And I think you can. I mean, I've had friends that I, you know, that I've seen people who, you know, I know had a testimony of the gospel, right. and now seem completely lost. And you know, they ask you basic questions about the gospel, and you think, hey, you know, this, yeah. But I really think you. It, it's crazy how I think when you, you know, if you give Satan a little bit of room there. Yep, I think we forget things faster than we want to. It's a perishable
0: skill, I guess. It reminds me one of the things is I would I remember first reading the Book of Mormon before going on my mission. And Laman and Lemuel, you know the two uh, Wampaku. That's that's Japanese for uh, sometimes Japanese words come to mind. Yeah. Wampaku, but they're uh,
1: Josh believes in the gospel in Spanish too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways,
0: they're 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 disobedient brothers. Yeah, yeah. and and I think I counted six times. In first in first Nephi, second Nephi, that they were had to be visited by an angel, like angel visitation, and wake them back up. Yeah, and then they're like, Oh yeah, okay, we're in. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. we're in, right? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. And then they would fall back. Yeah, chapters later. Yeah, you know? chapters later. Yeah, and then they'd have to have another, you know, wake up moment. And then they'd fall back again. and I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but it finally dawned on me later in life. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, we all do that. Like, we have these amazing moments of spiritual clarity and feel the spirit. And like, I'm never going to deny this. And then we forget it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I love to hear that, you know, you're not, you know, lame on Emio cause, cause, cause I'm like, if I haven't, Angel visit us right now, like we're all in, right <laughs> we're not going to forget, but we do have that,
2: yeah,
0: and we yeah. tend to forget yeah so. I, and
2: I, I liken it to a perishable skill if you don't practice it, yeah, you do lose it, and it it's not something that you can i think you know plan on always having just because you've felt it once. I think you need to learn to feel it and practice feeling it and get good at feeling it and recognizing it and following it, and yeah. the more that the more you do that, the more. One, I think the more clear the experiences that you've had are, yeah. and the more in tune you are to have additional experiences so that way.
0: Nothing comes free. Yeah. Well, one thing you can tell is important to you, and you both had these great close families. But your family, we can tell, is very important to you. and You've raised great kids. And you never question that. You know, it, uh, it is easier. seems like it's easier to raise them in the gospel and have that help all the other people and friends and good friends for sure it makes it a lot easier on parents
2: because it's not easy no well i think as parents and you guys have probably all experienced this as well that i think you can disagree about a lot of things but i think ashley and i've never disagreed about putting the kids first and about um how important um you know our example and uh, the things we teach them is i mean we've and that's been a big unifying thing. And, you know, we've disagreed about, you know, just about, you know, everything else at one point or another, at some level or another. But as far as, yeah raising the kids and where we wanted that to be in our priorities, I think it was always our number one priority and something that we always came together around for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been awesome. Um, Thank you so much. I've, I've learned a ton. Um, Accounting, fidelity. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Farm, Idaho, uh yeah all sorts of fun stuff
2: it's weird i i think i i mean i enjoy the math the numbers come easy but i really like working with my hands i really like i kind of like manual labor i I really do do. i
0: mean yeah
2: it's been years since i bought a lawnmower I just (laughs) keep fixing things and making things work and
0: yeah putting things together and You're probably not into the electric revolution, are you? No,
2: I'm uh, a little ways behind on that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He wants to be able to wrench it. I have driven it, (laughs) and it's cool. It's cool, but, yeah, I'm with it. Hey, listen, to each their own. No, I'm going to buy some solar panels and figure it out, too.
0: (laughs) But Mostly just because I want to learn it. I want to finish with our our patented last question. Um, And, uh, Ashley, we'll start with you. A hundred years from now, long after we're gone, and your great-great-great-granddaughter, Ashley, <laughs> because she's named after you because they've heard so many good things about you. Anyways, um, she's listening to this very podcast. What would you tell her? What do you want her to know?
1: Um, there's so many things, but I would say I want her to know... Um kind of what I am mean, kind of a, a mix of everything we've been talking about, that family is so important. Um and that we love her. I mean, I don't know her, but I know that I love her. Um and to remember her family and remember her posterity, um or her, you know, her what what do you call it? What before posterity.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, ancestors. her ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: words don't come easy. Um, but also that if she, if you put Jesus Christ first, everything else will fall into place. It may not look exactly the way you thought it would, um, but I think so many times I come back to, you know, why are things off a little bit? Why am I feeling, you know, like not great about this? And it's because I have to recenter and I have to come back to, to my savior, and if you do that everything else will work out. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect or easy, um, but it all falls into place and it makes sense. And so don't don't give up. Keep trying. Try it a different way if it doesn't work. Or, you know, if you're trying scripture study and then you get lax at it, just try it again. I just think um, I just do that over and over in my life. And it's the only thing that's always constant and always there is just keeping the Savior center of my life.
0: So. Amen. That's awesome. Josh, how about you? What would you want them, your posterity to know? Ooh.
2: That is a tough question. I maybe should listen to more podcasts. <laughs> it is a tough one. You know, I, I think for me, I think um, I think to me I would just stress how important it is to have integrity to you know do what you say you're gonna do. Um own what you did, and I mean I think if you can do that with your Lord with your heavenly Father, if you can um, own the things that you did, own your mistakes, own your you know, own your achievements and recognize your heavenly Father's help and all those things, I think it uh, it'll be a great strength to you in life just to have an honest relationship with yourself and with your Heavenly Father and um, with your fellow man just to, like I say, do what you say you're going to do, own what you did. Um, and I, I think you can find a lot of happiness in, at
0: least peace in in that. Love it. Now, bonus, tell them about their great-great-great-great-grandma, Ashley. Um,
2: she got faked out at college. <laughs> she she definitely got the short end of that deal. Um she got tricked. I found out later doing law enforcement that you can't use trickery to get with women. I didn't know that at the time, thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah, their uh, their great grandmother Ashley is an amazing, amazing mother um who has a love that a love for her kids that is unmeasurable unimaginable um and uh, they they come from good stock was, was what i would tell them you got big shoes to fill if you're going to keep up with your
0: great 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 grandmother ashley love it thank you so much this has been a treat i've definitely the, felt the spirit here it's it's here thank you so much and uh tom you got anything to, to yeah i uh, do i think if you if you were an outsider and you didn't know josh
2: and ashley and you observe their children you would just say those kids must have outstanding parents just because of the way they conduct themselves and have lived their lives and then when you met the parents you'd say yeah that's true they are outstanding people wonderful people
1: thank you they definitely are the best thing we've
0: done thank Thank you thank you thank you